Welcome to the Mastery Over Money podcast. My name is Michael Kim, and I'm a wealth coach, future CPA, and creative at heart. My mission is to help young professionals such as yourself have mastery over your money and start living a life of financial freedom. Not only will I teach you how to save, invest, make, and maximize your money, but I'll also transform the way that you think about it. At the end of the day, money management is a skill. And when you have mastery over it, you can create anything. Are you ready? Awesome. Let's dive in. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mastery Over Money podcast. Today, I'm so, so excited because I have a very, very special guest who has been my role model for a very long time. Her name is Danielle Fu. Danielle is an online business coach, full-time traveler, and host of the Wander Lover podcast. Her mission is to enable travel and freedom through entrepreneurship. Since quitting her corporate job, she has worked from the beaches of Hawaii, Costa Rica, and Bali, helping her clients create a life by design. So welcome to this podcast, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So why don't you tell us about yourself? Of course. So to preface this interview, I want to first apologize. Maybe you guys are hearing some background noise. So there might be some crickets chirping, some waves crashing. I'm currently in Rote, Indonesia, and it's just really, really open. I don't have a recording studio, but that is the beauty of online entrepreneurship. And so I currently work from my laptop wherever there is Wi-Fi or internet, and I'm an online business coach that encourages other people to step outside their comfort zones and question societal norms. So I came from a corporate background. I worked in finance for a few years, and like a lot of people, like a lot of my coworkers, we were questioning, like, is this what we wanted to do for the rest of our lives? And so the shift happened when I realized I didn't want to be where my executives or managers were in a few years time or in five or 10 years time. And instead, when I looked at influencers on social media, people working from co-working spaces around the world, people traveling full time, that's what drew me in. And that's where my intuition led me. So I have since quit that job. I have since built an online brand and I have since been able to design my current reality of working from remote islands. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. And that's so crazy. This is literally what exactly what I want to do. I want to be able to eventually leave the corporate life and literally just travel anywhere because I feel like the nine to five type of job, I think it's totally fine if you want to work a nine to five, but I think it's also something that as society, we have always done because they didn't have a choice. Like our parents, they worked a nine to five job in the city that they lived in because they didn't have any other choice. The internet didn't exist. Exactly. But now, yeah, but like now as young adults and as people in this new internet world, we have that choice and we have that opportunity. So why not? Yeah. And I think it's because when you go through university, you learn from people who are oftentimes, you know, 20, 30 years older than you. And so we can't have the expectation that our universities are up to date with all the current technologies of all the current entrepreneur entrepreneurial routes. 
that's made available by the internet, right? It's not something we're going to learn in school. It's not going to be something that's widely accepted by our families or friends because of our age. So it's really important to see the opportunities that we have. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people might be really confused. They're like, Danielle is able to travel full time. Like, what does that even mean? Like, where, where is she making money? <laughs> so tell us about what your current lifestyle is, or actually, why don't you first explain what is a digital nomad? Sure. So a digital nomad, I would say, is anyone who is able to generate an income online. So there are many, many ways to do this, right? You could do online courses, you could do coaching, you could sell digital products, you could invest, you could trade crypto. There's like a lot of ways to make money online, but someone who is a digital nomad has those avenue streams and is able to take the work anywhere. So as long as you have an internet connection or a stable you know, data signal, you are essentially able to travel and make money from your laptop from wherever those locations you desire to be are. Mm -hmm. And so what is your current lifestyle like? So when I first started on this journey, I would say I was moving to a new location every other month. And it was very fast paced. I was thriving in this new world where I was working with different hotels. I was also selling eBooks. I had a lot of different interests and passions that I pursued straight out of the corporate world. And I was like, this is what I wanna do. Over time, what I've found my traveling style to be is a lot slower, especially because of the pandemic. And so I've currently been in Rote for the past two months. It is this small remote island um, east of Bali. And I go surfing every day. I, <laughs> we have amazing staff here who have been cooking our meals three times a day and just taking a lot of decision-making out of my day-to-day -day life, which I value a lot because you get your time back. Like I don't have to worry about grocery shopping, about what to prepare, about like, you know, cleaning and stuff. And so being able to optimize every area of your life, given that you have the choice to decide where to be, when to work, who to work with, all of this freedom comes with an online business and being able to work from anywhere. That literally sounds like a dream. You I, can do it. You're going to do it so soon. <laughs> yes, I absolutely love surfing. I First time I surfed, I was in Portugal. I surfed with my sister. It was so much fun. And then I also went surfing again in Tofino in, in Vancouver. So I am like, one day, one day we can do oh a surfing gosh. trip together. <laughs> yes, I didn't even know there was surfing in Vancouver. Is it cold? It must be cold, right? Yeah, it's cold water surfing. It's it's near Vancouver. It's in Tofino, uh, which okay. is kind of like on Vancouver Island. But yeah, it, mm. it was just as fun. So why did you decide to become a digital nomad? Let's kind of take it back to like when you were, or let's talk about your university days and then you at your corporate job. And then when did you decide to mm. become a digital nomad? Yeah, so I think um, my love for travel began when I studied abroad in Italy during my junior year of university. So I went abroad and 
that's when I realized that there were just so, so many ways of living. Like we went to a new country every weekend. We partied, we stayed at hostels and every person we met who was backpacking, they'd be like, yeah, I'm just backpacking for six months or like I'm backpacking for a year or we'll meet hostel owners from America. And they're like, yeah, we just decided to, you know, relocate to Prague and start a new life. And just hearing all of these different stories made me expand my frame of reference of what is possible. And it also instilled in me a love for traveling. And then I loved it so much. So my senior year, I studied abroad in Hong Kong and it was the same thing. Like I would just meet so many people and I would get this adrenaline rush from, you know, exploring new places and being outside my comfort zone. And I think that carried over to my corporate job because my entire university career, I studied finance. I wanted to get a really high paying job on Wall Street. That's what everyone around me was doing. And so I started questioning that already. I was like, is this what I want to be doing? But I had worked so hard for it. You know, I was like, there's no way I can just leave and not pursue this. So I got a job in finance and very quickly I realized like, this isn't what I want to be doing. (laughs) Like, hearing you know knowing people out there were able to travel for six months or a year at a time and then looking at my reality being like wait but I only have 15 days a year so I could technically only travel for a maximum of three weeks per year and I would need to consider not taking a vacation for the rest of the year if I were to use all those in one trip and this would be the rest of my life like what so in 10 years time I can maybe yeah it just didn't make sense. Right. And that's why I started questioning. And I really think had I not traveled before or talked to people who were on other paths, I wouldn't have questioned it. I would have just accepted it as my reality, but I knew that there were other ways. I knew that other people were doing it. So why did I have to stay in this path if it was no longer serving me? Oh my gosh, I love that. I I had a very similar experience when it came to traveling. Like I traveled in my first year of university, went to Poland, uh, backpacked Ooh. all by myself, like solo travel. And yeah, you just, I think traveling is one of the best personal development experiences. Mm. Like you learn so much about yourself. You get to learn all of the, these different perspectives because back at home, you're just surrounded by everyone who thinks the same and believes the same things. And then you go somewhere completely different and you're just like, oh, and then you get to challenge all of the societal norms that that, that's back home. You're like, is this actually what I want or is something else better? Yeah. And you learn like the way other countries operate too. So I remember during my exchange semester, I went to like a private school in New York and I was paying private school tuition when I was studying in Milan and all my German friends, all my Danish friends, they weren't paying anything to have that same exchange experience. And I'm like, why am I paying American university prices for the same exchange experience just because of where I come from? You know, and that's when I was introduced to like concepts like universal healthcare and universal education. And it just changes your perspective on so many things when you expand your frame of reference. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're at this corporate job and then now you're like starting to challenge the norm. You're like, wait, this is like living a life where you can travel freely and work anywhere is actually a possibility or how did you decide to that being a digital nomad is something that you wanted and how did you decide to start working towards it Mm, okay 
So this is very interesting because I think deep down, even when I started entering corporate, I knew that I wanted something different, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. I, you know, worked so hard to land that job. I studied finance. I did all of that to get to where I was and I was not happy. And I feel like a lot of people are in that situation questioning if that's what they want, but they don't know where to go. Right. And so I remember my first year at the job, I just had this desire to leave, but I was so stuck. I had paralysis by analysis. I didn't know where to go. No one around me understood me. And I remember just being really confused. And then one of my coworkers, after that first year, she quit her job. And that's something I had wanted to do since the beginning, right? But it was so real and so in front of me. We started at the same time and she was doing it. So she was doing something I had wanted to do. But I remember asking her, what are you going to do? Like, what other job are you going to take? How are you going to get another job with your finance background? I started asking her so many questions like, oh my God, are you going to like be homeless? You know, like, how are you going to live? And it was just so much fear, even though that's, literally someone playing out the reality that I had wanted. So that's when I realized it was all mindset. You can want something really badly, but unless you can adopt the mindset that you can do it yourself, you're not going to actually do it. So after that first year, when I first saw her quit, I was like, you know what, if she can do it, I can too. And I need to change my thinking in order to take the actions necessary so I can also quit. And so I asked myself, what do I need? Well, I need another source of income or sources of income. I need to be doing something different. And that was also the year where I started planning out my life. So in one year's time and three years time and five years time, where did I want to be? Like exactly how much money did I want to be making? Where did I want to be living? Like, how did it all look? And after I started doing that, I gave myself a quit date. And I was like, I want to be making at least $5,000 Like, I just need to see income from another source other than my salary. And once I can confirm that I'm able to do that, I can quit my job. It didn't have to replace my salary at the time because I also had savings. And I knew that if I wasn't living in Manhattan, I could cut down my cost of living. And so that was my target date, my target number. And that's what, you know, started the domino effect of taking the steps necessary in order to make all of that happen. That is amazing. And it all comes down to believing that it's possible for you. That's with mm-hmm. everything, right? Like if, if you don't believe that you, be, you can become a millionaire, then you'll never work towards it and you'll never become a millionaire. Or if you never believe that you can get this job at your dream company, then you'll never work towards it and you'll never do it. And exactly. that's the reason why creating evidence for yourself that it is possible for you is so, so important. And that's why I follow you on Instagram. And that's why I listen to your podcast all the time, because in my life, there is no one that wants to do what I'm, I want to do. There's no one who is a digital nomad that I personally know or in my friend group. So I've had to look outside. I've had to look at like mm. YouTubers. I look at Danielle and her Instagram. And when I watch and listen to your Instagram and your, your YouTube channels, I, I start to believe that it is possible for me as well. And that yeah. is the first step that you need to take if you want to achieve that life. And it's so powerful, right? Because it's all self-imposed. So whatever you believe you can or cannot do, like you are right. 
And if you believe that you can, I truly think that you're already, you know, <laughs> more ahead of more than like 50% of people who just never even bother to explore the alternative. And so having control of your beliefs and your thoughts is the first step, because if I didn't believe in myself, I would have still, you know, been in that job questioning how I was going to leave and not taking any action to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think like from we talked, from what we talked about, it's like you first have to challenge about like the societal beliefs and if that's actually what you want. And then the second thing is just believing on whatever that you want is actually possible for you to achieve. And definitely finding the community because we are out there, right? And we're not like some other species, some other alien. We didn't come from like really rich backgrounds and we didn't have it all laid up. It's purely having the belief that we can do it and then finding a community of like-minded individuals who have paved the way, who show you what is possible. Had it not been for the influencers that I followed on Instagram, I wouldn't have known it was possible either. So if some something is drawing you in, lean into that and explore all there is to offer. Awesome. And so I think one of the biggest obstacles that people face when trying to achieve this life of traveling and working anywhere is actually making money to sustain themselves. Like how do I start a business or how do I make money? So how did you start making money online and kind of what, what do you do? Yeah. So the year when I committed to a quit date, that was what I call my chapter of try everything anything and everything and see what sticks. And so that first year I was drop shipping. I was on Amazon FBA. My Instagram account was this features only page where I was selling shout outs because I modeled it after beautiful destinations. They like reposted other people's photos and then you just like pay for a shout out on that page. Um, I also started a blog. So I was trying a lot and I knew that I was able to monetize because I saw other people again, you know, doing it. And so I wanted to try and get my foot through the door. I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to start online businesses. So I am able to monetize online. And so I think that action is what everyone needs. If you want to start a new path, you can't just want it and manifest and pray and journal for it. You need to take action. Right. And the first step for me was it's always finding someone else, a few steps ahead of you, learning from them, investing in courses, investing in books. I got like books on how to drop ship. I took courses on like how to import products and like ship them to Amazon. There's so many different ways you can make money online. So you just need to start and start learning. And over time, you'll see what sticks for you, what you're most interested in, what you're most passionate about. I still remember the first time I made a sale through drop shipping and I saw $80 come into my account and I was like, holy shit, I created this business from nothing. And it was this guy from Germany. He placed an order and that's when the sparks went off. I was like, I did this outside of my corporate job. You know, I created this during my lunch breaks, on weekends, after work, and just imagine how much I could scale it 
if I didn't have to be at the office for like 50 hours a week. <laughs> so then all these wheels start turning, but it's all taking action in areas that draw you in. So for me, it was the Instagram space, it was blogging and it was e-commerce. That's awesome. And I think what's really great is that you just tried a bunch of different things. I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I need that one thing that I'm going to do for the rest of my life that is going to make me happy for the rest of my life. But oftentimes the first business that you start is not the business that you're going to stay with for forever. So I really love that you just took action. You're just like, this is what I want. And whatever it's going to be, whether it's e-commerce or whether it's blogging, I'm going to just try it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it really helps taking the pressure off. So I talk with a lot of new entrepreneurs and they're so anxious because they're like, I don't know what I want to dedicate my life to, you know, like they think starting a business means you need to commit to it for the next 40 years. And I think that's a misconception ingrained into us by society and corporate, right? It's like, historically, when you land a job, you move up the corporate ladder and you stay with the company and that's considered stable and noble. And you don't need to apply that to real life. Like you can start a business and you can sell it after three years. You know, there's just so many different ways that it can happen and trying to define what it looks like in 30 years time before you even start. It's just irrational and it places so much unnecessary stress and pressure on your current situation. So yeah, totally agree. Do not, do not confine yourself and do not think, oh my God, is this what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to like, you also want to just have fun with starting a business. Like businesses, starting a business is all just about creating the life that you want and the business that complements that life that you want to create. So when you decided to quit your job, about like how much money were you making through your businesses? And when were you like, oh, this is the right time to quit? <laughs> yeah, so my first, I had, um, I would say four different income streams. So I was selling shout outs on Instagram. I was, you know, dabbing in affiliate marketing on my blog. So I was promoting different hosting providers. And I was also importing Bitcoin wallets on Amazon FBA. And then I also had a sex toy company. That was my drop shipping store. And so I had a lot of interest and a lot of businesses that were just sporadically, you know, making $80 here, making $100 there. And I would say it was inconsistent, but I made a total of $5,000. So I hit my income target. I should have specified. I so I advise other people who are doing the same to specify a monthly income target. So I just had like a total income target, which I hit. And in retrospect, I was like, that's cool because it motivated me to quit my job. But if I were to think wisely from what I know now, you would want to have consistent income coming in every month. And I also had $20,000 in savings. And I knew from everything that I've built and with my savings, and if I were to move out of Manhattan and either get monthly leases in Bali or in other countries, I could cut down my monthly expenses. I've backpacked in the past where, you know, I've gone on month long backpacking trips for less than a thousand dollars a month. So I was really aware that there were alternate ways of living that didn't require 
a lot of money. So at that moment, I was really confident that if I were to quit my job and dedicate all of my time and resources into these new avenues, I could sustain a lifestyle and I could grow my businesses. So you really didn't need much money to quit your job. Your businesses didn't no. have to be like six figure businesses or you didn't have to have $100,000 in savings. Mm, no, not at all. And I think this was also a mindset perception shift when I um, was backpacking through the Canary Islands once and I met my friend from Venezuela and they, you know, their country is not the most stable. And so he was basically a refugee or like an he just escaped and was working at this one hostel. And he told me, he was like, I want to save 5,000 euro. And I want to just travel the world for two years, like at least two years on that money. And I remember back then I was thinking, cause I was like working in the finance world. And I just, you know, in, inside, I was secretly judging, but I was like, how, <laughs> you know, like, Same. What? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And he was so certain about it. And to him, like euros compared to um, their currency in Venezuela, it was just a lot more stable. It was a lot more money. But I remember just being so bewildered. Like, how do you even sustain that? Like 5,000 for two years, so many questions in my mind, but then I had to take a step back and be like, but it's his reality. And there are people out there making that happen. So that's when I started realizing money and numbers are subjective. Like $5,000 could be nothing to one person and be so, like two years worth of living expenses for another. And same thing with like a million, or even if you now think like 5 million, that could be, you know, just the change in someone's back pocket and to other people, it's like, oh my God, this is so much money. And so that's when I first realized you need to shift your perception on what you need to survive or what you even think is a lot of money because it's all a scale, it's all mobile, you define that reality. I love that, I needed to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think there's um, work to be done, right? But even awareness, being aware that like, hey, I have the flexibility to believe what I want and if freedom, if you can be happier and be more free just by, you know, questioning that number you're assigning to something, then like, why not question it? And why not speed up your path to freedom? If it means that, you know, you're still going to live a, an amazing life, you know? So mm -hmm. questioning is always healthy. Yeah. So I'm curious, maybe a few months after you quit your corporate job and you finally started traveling full-time, how was it? How was that change? What were you feeling? Were you like, I made it? Or like, this is horrible. I hate this. What, would, what sort of things were going through your mind at that time? Yeah, so I would say when I, so when I first quit, I didn't travel immediately because I was living with my ex-boyfriend in New York. And like soon after my whole life just changed, like we broke up and like I had my businesses to myself and just everything went, you know, a complete 180. And I think it was looking back, you can't have a lotus if there's no mud. And that was just my mud. That was so much shit going on in my life. I think the universe asking me, is this what you want? Like, you no longer have a reason to stay in Manhattan. And as soon as that happened, I was like, you know what? I'm booking a one-way flight to Bali. 
and I'm going to do actually do what I set out <laughs> a few years ago to do. So that was also the turning point because it's like, when you no longer have everything holding you back, are you actually going to do it? Right. And are you going to take that step and commit to yourself to commit to the unknown? And that was my sign. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to take it. I'm leaving. And the first year it was a lot of traveling, a lot of new connections and opportunities. Um, and I think what I also valued is just surrendering to the unknown. I had a lot of new opportunities come from social media consulting, people who just wanted help with their online presence, right? And just things that didn't even come into my radar. I didn't even know that there were consulting services available online. And you just learn so much from trusting that direction. And there's no way I could have predicted where I am today a few years ago. And that's coming back to, it's okay to not have it all figured out and just taking it one step at a time. So the first year it was a lot of meeting new people, exploring. And then I would say the second year was when it all kind of slowed down because I focused on the wander lover. I niched into my current travel and online business market. I niched into digital products instead of selling and importing physical products. So instead of trying to have my hand in everything, that's when I really started focusing on one. That is so smart. Once you have tried everything, then you can finally figure out, okay, what are the things that worked? and narrow down and focus all of your time and effort on those things that you love to do and that seem to work the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So it was a lot of trial and error. Um, and what I learned from that is like, there's no right or way. Like I could have made a million dollars by drop shipping. I could have made a million dollars with Amazon FBI. I could have made a million dollars by like selling shout outs on Instagram or like, there's just so many different ways, but you need to go with the one that is most aligned to your values and your interests. So that's what, you know, called me and that's why I committed. Okay, so I know that you do a lot of coaching now, like you are a business coach and what about business coaching was your calling? Like, why did you decide to do business coaching? Yeah, so when I started meeting people on my travels, that's when I told them, I was like, hey, I used to do e-commerce, but now I'm really focusing on social media and on my blog and on the one lover because I want to inspire other people to travel and to explore because I've just gained so much in my life from traveling. And then over time, instead of people coming to me just to work on their Instagram and their social media presence, they were like, can you help me with email marketing? Can you help me with setting up ads? And just how to run a successful holistic business online, not only focus on social media. And then that's when I was like, wait, I'm not just a social media consultant. Like I don't work just on social media. I have so many things going on in the back end and monetization and just how to run a successful business that you can take with you around the world, not just in, you know, one really um, niche area of social media. So that's when I kind of started thinking about transitioning. And then once the pandemic hit, 
that was my confirmation. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, I can't travel to a new country every, every other month anymore. And so my business also adapted and it changed as the world changed. And I, and I think that's honestly what businesses have to do or successful businesses have to do because things like COVID and things like that happen and you as the business owner have to be able to react to those situations. So I think it was a very smart decision from you to be able to pivot to do business coaching. So if let's say people wanted to work with you, how exactly do you help people make more money or start online businesses? What, what exactly do you help them with? Yeah, so if you don't have any idea from scratch, I have courses or you could book a one hour session with me where we knuckle down on exactly what you want, where there's a market for it, where you're seen as an expert and we craft out this idea that you can then execute on, right? And then once you have that, I have masterminds, I have private coaching to be able to refine and fine tune whatever it is that's holding you back from hitting those income levels, whether it's structuring your products, whether it's running your business. But I think coaching always helps because they can see your blind spots. Like coaches always know what you're kind of focusing on. That's not necessarily the most productive, or it's not going to get you to the next level, but you're so in the nitty gritty that you think that's what you have to be working on in order to be quote unquote successful. And oftentimes, you know, you're just missing, missing something or a few things that could really change your business. And what I love about coaching, like I am a coach and I hire coaches literally for like so many different things. I have a life coach who helps me with developing better relationships. I have a business coach myself who helps me grow my business. And I even have an investing coach that teaches me higher advanced investing strategies. And the reason why I hire these people isn't because I'm like really struggling or I'm just like in a horrible, in a horrible place. It's because I don't want to struggle and figure things out on my own. I'm just going to hire someone who has gone through exactly what I went through. And by having their expertise, by having their advice, by having their guidance, I can just replicate or like, yeah, I can just replicate their results and get yeah. kind of the cheat sheet in order to get to where I want to be. Exactly. And it's so much faster learning from someone who's been there, like I can confidently say, had it not been for people I learned dropshipping from or social media, like I have business coaches, had it not been for all my mentors, there's no way I could have done this in like the amount of time that I did it. In, right? And so finding the people who can shortcut your way to success is key. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as we talk about making money and being able to travel anywhere you want, I'm curious, what does financial freedom mean to you? Financial freedom to me, I would say is, for me, it's very specific because I did this exercise and I do this exercise where at every point in my life, I define exactly how much my dream life costs. So I put a number down. And so this has changed over the years, but financial freedom, I would say, is being able to explore all of your passions, live wherever you want, do whatever you want, buy whatever you want without needing to feel tied, without needing to feel constricted or um, needing to budget. Just I've been through that and 
I dislike the feeling and my goal is always to live and be able to purchase and live wherever I want and buy whatever I want. So it's that feeling of knowing that the money is there, knowing that you can live abundantly, still have everything that you want and not be, you know, checking your bank account or not be incurring fees or whatever, having enough to live your dream life. Awesome. And how have you been able to embody financial freedom in your life? Yeah, I think it's, um, so for me, I grew up um, with immigrant parents. Like I was born in China, but we immigrated to America. So I grew up with a lot of scarcity um, mindset or like I had a lot of, a lot of limiting beliefs around money. And one of the really big ones I had to tackle recently was investing because I was always saving in my savings account for a rainy day. And of course, like when I was working, I like invested in my retirement. I had like 401k, I had like IRAs in America. I don't know if they're the same for Canadian investment accounts, but those are the retirement accounts in America. And investing in the stock market or investing in crypto. Like that was just way too risky for me. I would never even consider like putting any money in there because just from my parents' horror stories, it was like, nope, you always lose money in the stock market. <laughs> like you always need, you need savings. You need to be saving for a rainy day. And even though I studied finance and I knew all of these strategies, I never really embodied them myself. And I think um, this was within the past year my outlook on investing just completely changed where it's no longer held by fear. It's um, driven by passion, by educated investments, right? And learning about it and being really confident in my investments because you do the due diligence behind every single one of your investments. So for me, um, this past year, I started investing in crypto. And that's something that I think a few years ago, I would never even consider, never even bother exploring. Um, back in 2017, I was like importing crypto wallets and I was just putting money into it, but I had no idea really what it was, like what the fundamentals were. And so when the market crashed, I was like, oh, nope, see, like my, my fears came true. I took all my money out and all my limiting beliefs just came back. I never really reframed them. But most recently I learned from my mistakes. I was like, I need to educate myself more and not just, you know, blindly try, but still hold on to those beliefs. And I will say I can confidently invest with ease in sound investments. Um, and my whole outlook on that just shifted and it's made such a huge impact on my life and my financial situation. Yeah. Coming from uh, Asian immigrant background as well. I definitely faced that as well. Um, I remember when I hired my first business coach, it was $5,000. And I was just like, oh my God, like I cannot spend this amount on myself. But yeah. at the end of the day, it really just comes to trust. How much do you trust yourself that you'll put in the work, that you'll put in the effort to get the results that that business coach promises or that all of their students or their clients have gotten. And if exactly. you believe in yourself, if you trust yourself, then it's a no-brainer investment. If you know that you can make back your money or double that money in a few months, then what's what's holding you back? <laughs> yeah, it's a commitment in yourself, right? Because if you don't sign up and your heart is telling you you need this, 
then you're basically saying to yourself, like, I don't believe that I can make back the investment. Like, I don't believe that I can do this. And it reminds me of very recently, I downloaded this app to work out here in Rote, just my daily workouts. And after like a week of using it, I was like, I just like forgot about it. And I almost went to cancel. But then as I was about to cancel, I was like, Danielle, this is you basically saying to yourself, I do not prioritize working out. I do not prioritize making enough time in my day to make this investment worth it. And I was like, I can't do that because I need to change. I need to change my habits in order to get me on a consistent workout schedule instead of just easily canceling the subscription because I'm no longer using it. Right. So it's like, what are you saying yes to in your life? And how do you like, what do you believe that you can do? Okay. So Danielle, I'm curious about where do you see yourself in the future? I know you just started your digital nomad or your travel free traveling around the world before the pandemic kind of like <laughs> came came around, but where do you see yourself in the future? Do you plan to settle down? Do you plan to travel forever? Where do you see yourself? So I want multiple properties around the world. So my next, um, I guess, step in my career or for my life is I want to start investing in real estate. And I want to have um, properties around the world where I can Airbnb it when I'm not there. And when I am there, I will stay in them for a few months. But ideally is to be in, um, be in a new country or in a different country every four months. So three places a year and just hop around my different properties. I think that would be ideal. And in the future future, or I don't know when, but I voiced it earlier this year, I want to be in Hollywood. So I've never acted before, but it's something that I keep saying out loud. And earlier this year, I had an opportunity to be an extra on NCIS Hawaii, which was so fun. And I do believe that, you know, in the future, I will also be acting. Don't know how yet. Don't know how it's going to play out, but that's in my cards. I love that. One of the reasons why you're able to think of this goal of acting is because you have been able to build and learn how to make income all on your own. So I think like because you've been able to grow these businesses and know how to make money, that means that you can literally do anything that you want in your life. You can become a singer or you can become an actor because you have your basic needs covered. You know that you are able to take care of yourself, that you can provide for yourself. And now you can truly live a life of financial freedom. You can truly do whatever you want. And I think think that's the beauty of of what you've accomplished. A hundred percent agree. And that exercise where you define exactly how much your dream life costs. I have an episode about it, but knowing that number, that's financial freedom because it covers everything that you could possibly want to do. Like I knew I wanted to surf. I wanted to buy a new surfboard. I want to now kite surf. I factor everything in. And when those are covered, then it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, like, yeah, I um, talk about it on the uh, podcast. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like the self-actualization, you're truly at the pinnacle of what 
fills your soul? What is the next step? How can you impact as many people as you want? And that's when your true purpose comes out because you're not, no, you're no longer struggling. You're not thinking, oh my God, how am I going to live? How am I going to, you know, put food on the table? Okay, so I think that is a really great place to end the episode. So Danielle, if anyone wants to work with you, if someone wants to learn how to become a digital nomad or to make money online, how can they reach out and work with you? For sure. So my DMs are always, always open. I love having conversations with them. I'm the wander lover on Instagram. I can also shoot over my website and my podcast after this call. Maybe you can just include it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I'm the wander lover on all channels and I would love to speak to all of you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for coming onto this podcast. And I hope you enjoy your travels throughout. Um, are you in Indonesia? In Indonesia. In Indonesia. <laughs> yes. I will see you somewhere in this world. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you so much for listening to the Mastery Over Money podcast. If you found any value with this episode, share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. Also, if you want to share your appreciation for this podcast, feel free to give it a review on Apple Podcasts as this helps me reach and help more young professionals such as yourself. That's it for today and I'll chat with you next week.